millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to another episode of Is This Place Haunted? Is it? Is it? Yeah, probably. Definitely. Bob's. Sorry, I should have introduced it as what are we calling this month? Month of Macab. Month of Macab. Get your Welcome top to hats. <laughs> Get your top hats on, guys. Yes. How are you? I am fine. So obviously for Month of Macabre, we're doing like the scariest cases and we have just spoke about it that um, I don't think my heart could take this for more than a month. It's too much. It is too much, isn't it? It's too scary. I'm actually trying to out scare you as well because I was thinking, see, because I know obviously what you're doing this week and I was like, what could I do to top that next week? <laughs> Some healthy com- like, competition. Hmm, but like also... It's like the only person that loses at the end of the day also is, is me because I freaked myself out researching it. This is going to freak <laughs> me out it and then we're going to listen to it and get freaked out. Um, yeah, and sorry if you hear like a, a noise, by the way. For some reason, my cats have decided to bring in all of their toys to the room at one, <laughs> at one oh, time. And they're now just like, they're just like chucking them about. So you keep talking for a second, babes. Maybe this is a sign that we shouldn't be doing these scary episodes. I know because it's a nightmare, honestly. So this week I am doing the case. I actually don't even want to say the name out loud, but we've protected ourselves, you know, got the white light around us. I'm doing the case of Annalise Michelle, who mm-hmm. an infamous possession case. I honestly expected the roof to cave in when I said the name. Well, to be fair, we don't like to dice with these sorts of things, but if we just do one episode, we've got our crystals out, we're all good. So nothing like Zoom makes me realise how shiny my forehead is. Me too. Um, too. There's a good distraction. But no, I am good. Apart from being scared, I am fabulous. How are you doing, my gal? 
I well, you know how I'm doing. I'm doing pretty good, doll. I'm I'm living up to living it up in October. She's manifesting the, her dream life. I'm now manifesting my dream life. I am, and you know what? There's certain things are coming to pass. I have to say, like I'm loving it. Like there's been some nice, interesting stuff happening. So yeah, I'm I'm doing good. I'm Yay! Doing good. So there is good in this scary month. But obviously, like we said, we want this one to be super scary. So today's case is a possession case. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a full warning for anybody who, you know, needs it, that they don't want to listen to anything that's dark. This case is fucking dark. So Yeah, I'm scared, to be fair. We'll I don't get scared of anything. <laughs> yes. So before we go on to, like, the horrendously scary case, also, mm. just also, just as an apo- slight apology, when I put the case on our Instagram, the case photos, I was like, <laughs> scrolling through as an outsider, that was fucking terrifying. So I am so sorry. <laughs> Should yeah, have put a trigger pretty... warning on it. <clears throat> yeah, they were pretty, pretty. Um, I mean, I've, I think if you know the case, so you've seen those pictures before yeah. and stuff like that, or if you're even remotely interested in this, if you've seen the, you know, the film and stuff that's attached to it and stuff, you'll know. Um, by the way, I meant to tell you this as well. This weekend, my stepdaughter um uh came back um to visit me over the weekend and she met up with her friend and stuff and our little friend and they um both insisted that I walk through this so we basically went on a nature walk thing and we went through this old abandoned railway tunnel that's like a half a mile long in in the village where we live or I live. And um I think I've been there. You probably have. It's like have. quite well known. We used to go through it quite a lot and stuff like that. Um, but like no joke, right? I so the girls were like, I was like, I don't want to go through the tunnel because I always get too scared. And I had this big giant ass torch on, and I'm telling you, like it's a really strong torch. And I just felt like it didn't even make a dent. Like it was almost like it was fading as we were going through the tunnel. And at one point, right, I turned back and Right, I'm not kidding. And I didn't tell the girls because I don't want to freak them out. But there was like, and they wouldn't believe me anyway if I told them because they'd probably just tell me shop. But like literally there was like this mist in the tunnel that was right behind me and it just like disappeared. Like it just like, like that. I actually forgot to tell you about that. I shat myself. Anyway, I just kept walking forward, walking forward. And I was like, girls, don't stop, don't stop, don't stop. And I just, I don't know. The tunnel itself, you never know. Like somebody could be in there. Literally, you know I mean? like there's so much darkness that could be in there be it human or not <laughs> i know so anyway that was my weekend i meant to tell you about that that is very creepy i don't i don't love that um no. although this weekend i was speaking to so i've been like making friends with people who have also just like came over to Auckland. one of the girls um do you ever have those people that you're like i literally could have known you years and like mm-hmm. you just like click straight away yeah she loves scary shit and i was like oh, i'll do a podcast with my friend blah, blah, blah. i really want to go there's the abandoned asylum um that I covered in the Haunted New Zealand episode I really mm-hmm. went to go there and she went and she was like you can easily go in <laughs> lol I hope the police aren't listening to this but you can like pass <laughs> with like the windows really light and you can go inside so I'm planning to go there but am I all talk I could be no I think you should do it why, why does your friend go with you because uh so so she's actually only in new zealand for three weeks so she's away from auckland just now oh right i see so she went on the way to um another haunted part of new zealand because <laughs> there's so much wow 
Um, so yeah, um, just before we get into the spookiness though, shall we housewives quickly? Yes. Are you, what do you think? You can start this week, so I always go off in a ramble. Well, I am up to date with Salt Lake. Have if you're not, if you're not, skip ahead about two minutes. So we don't want to give any spoilers. Jen Shah is growing on me. I, the thing is, right, I was listening to this. I love Jen Shah. Like, as a housewife, I love her. But babes, listen, I listened to this other podcast. It's called um, Bravo on the Docket. This is two, like, solicitors or, like, lawyers in America. And they discuss, like, all the, like, legal cases on housewives, like, like like all the detail and stuff and I was like listening about Jen Shah's actual like what she's admitted to doing today and I was like this is why I didn't like her it's so bad and also like she's like see the whole like justice for Jen Shah and like saying she's innocent and crowdfunding and I'm like and she talks about like all these wrongly convicted people and I'm like I don't think you're anywhere near (laughs) what they are these are people who have been exonerated for horrendous crimes you got caught making money and kind of were right and yeah it was super bad it's really bad it's really bad but she's so entertaining as a housewife and I actually quite like her like personally this season she's grown on me more the last two seasons I couldn't fucking stand her and I'll tell you why Um, thank you for coming to my TED talk. Um, I couldn't stand her because she has a real in- inability to take responsibility for herself. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. It really well, me. Like everything happens to me. Everything happens to me. And there was like one episode in the reunion. Do you know what really bugged me? Mm. She, I watched the season two reunion, and she was like, "Everyone's saying like, how could she, um." the coach and I have so much money like it's because we're because it's because they're racist like how could a black how could two black people make money and I'm like no it's because you're literally spending fifty thousand pounds or eighty thousand dollars on a party for your pal like you're spending ridiculously people would question that no matter what it is but she tries to turn it into that and shit like that got to me because I was like actually no just take responsibility and even if she said look if I've been implicit in this and let it continue and I didn't know what it was, I would respect her for just being honest and saying maybe I just kind of was turned a blind eye to it. Yeah. But she's playing this victim mentality and I'm like, stop that, Jen. No, I know. I know. Stop that. Um, um, I love Whitney. Quite... Love Whitney. Mm-hmm. I love her husband. And I'm really, I feel really bad for her that she's oh, like Justin. locked out of this horrendous abuse. Mm. Didn't mm. know it. Heather will always be my gal. I love Heather. She's Lisa nice. Barlow, I like her, but she's another person who has an inability to take any responsibility. Oh my god, baby gorgeous! I love that. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I like myself enough for the both of us. You don't need to like me. I know there's taglines this year are so funny as well. What was Jen's one as well? You don't have to. What the fuck? It's something hilarious to do with their like prison sentence or whatever. Like, I'm amazing, but I'm going to prison. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm going to jail, but I'm fabulous. Oh, it's the um, only thing. Was it I, the only thing I'm guilty of is being amazing? Yeah, I think and that was can, used too, though. But I love it still. I can hear the music of like it going to like her court case where she actually admits being guilty, and I'm like. Mm-hmm. 
And Guilty. also, I do, I do love Meredith. I do like Meredith. I like all of them actually. Um, I like, I like them all. They're, they're actually apart from New York. They're probably one of the first casts that I like. Genuinely, I love them all in different ways. I don't like Meredith as much as I like some of them, though. Like, I like, like Meredith. I have a lot of respect for Meredith. I think she's quite classy. But her favorite thing to say is, "I'm disengaging from this." I'm disengaging from that. I'm disengaging, yeah. sweetie. That is repugnant. That is that. <laughs> that's her one oh, of yeah, that's, Do you know, see that scene when, like, the last, the end of the last series when Whitney was pissing and she comes in the room and she's like, I want to know who's talking about my dead father. And, like, Whitney swings around the corner. It's like, everyone, <laughs> me, Jen, <laughs> everyone. Honestly, I piss myself. Like, and I love like Boris Johnson. <laughs> yeah, everyone. Everybody's asking. Um, oh. but no, God bless. I love Salt Lake. But yeah, new series is amazing. And I'm also we're also up to date. But we'll make this quick. Sorry, but the Beverly Hills new episode. <gasps> Thursday. Yeah. Look, I am. Look, I am buzzing for Thursday. Let me tell you this. The downfall of Rina. you know this is how shit I think Beverly Hills has gotten. Like I can't even remember. Oh yeah, I can't even remember what happened. But I just did. Kathy's gonna. Kathy's gonna take down Rina. Is she? I totally missed this. Oh, in the in the reunion next week. Yeah, there's gonna be like a three. There'll be like a three four parter, and like Kathy's said all this shit to Rina, which this is totally the thing, like, right? deserved. This is the thing. Kathy Hilton, out of all of them. Does not need the show. No, she doesn't. I don't know why she's on it. I don't know why she's on it either. She's loaded. Rena desperately needs the show. She is clinging on to any storyline she can possibly keep. Thing is, if Rena had just been, I don't know how she would have saved herself. The best version of Rena was when she was with Eileen in the earlier series, which they were just mm-hmm. like the two gossipy like girlfriends or whatever. You beast! But um. I don't know, since Erica's become more involved with Rina, she seems to have become like this, I don't know, she's just like off her head, like, um, and there's like no boundaries whatsoever, like. No, there's a real, real nasty streak. Yeah, claiming to be thinking about Kyle, and she's like, by the way, this is like literally a Bravo, like, series, we should just like, we should just not do the ghost. We should start doing like. Have two. We should start doing off topics, in addition to the skinny. We definitely should. You know what we should I think start just... doing, and I'll start putting it in the info, is if you do want to skip ahead, because I totally understand if you don't like Housewives, it's too far, I'll put yeah. the minute that we start talking about the case, minute and second. Yeah, that's a good shout, babes, because otherwise, um, you know, folk will just have to listen to us talk about Bravo for ages. Well, some people will love it. Um, <laughs> Adele. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. But also, yeah, it's not everyone's cup of tea. This is, so this is like, how do you cope with research and scary stuff? Housewives. Exactly, and see after this is finished, I'm gonna I'm actually gonna watch the new Salt Lake City episodes again because I don't feel like I watched them enough. Love. Are we ready? Oh, I don't even want to start. Yeah, don't go into details if you're wanting to gloss around certain things. I would do that. You know what? We're fine. We're protected. We've got light around us. We're fine. Speaking about it does not bring it to us. I. I exactly. You're not going to do any like chants or anything like that, are you? No. Thank God. Not unless it's like a Doja Cat song. I would do that. Love it. Do you know when Most Haunted, right? They used to have all these like um, 
like chants and stuff like but when this guy who used to own like a nightclub or whatever became like their main like spiritualist or whatever and most wanted no joke that that actually happened and he used to do all these mad chants and stuff and I was like turn down the volume because <laughs> I don't want it in the house <laughs> just, just a fact there about most wanted love that anyway okay so this week I'm going to be discussing the case of Annalise Michelle so I actually had, and I put it on our story, I had to research this in a coffee shop near my house because I was actually too scared to research it in my house. Um, mm-hmm. I would say Annalise Michelle certainly is one of, if not the most infamous possession case worldwide. And the case inspired the movie The Exorcism of Emily Rose, which is a cracking movie, by the way. I love that movie. Love Edifying, that movie. but a really good movie. So... I'm going to go into the background, what actually happened and the unfortunate end of her life. And it's actually a lot more recent than I would have liked to have known. So, when was that it? Background. What's that? Sorry? Oh, I was, yeah, oh, was fine. Point. I was like, when was it? You'll get to it. Okay. Sorry. Um, so, Annalise was actually born Anna Elizabeth Michelle, and she grew up in Bavaria, West Germany, and was born in 1952. She grew up in a devoutly Catholic household and she lived with her parents and three sisters. All of the family attended mass at least three times a week. So super religious family. When Annalise was 16, she started having sudden blackouts. And in one occasion, um, she described walking around in a dazed fashion, but it's not sure whether she can actually even remember that or it was from people who were around her. And this was actually the first of what would be several seizures. And then she was diagnosed with epilepsy at this time. She was specifically diagnosed with temporal lobe epilepsy, which is characterised by unprovoked recurrent seizures. So some people are like, have a trigger of light, like photosensitive epilepsy. But these are generally quite unprovoked. And they can also have memory loss and visual hallucinations and auditory hallucinations. And interestingly, the type of epilepsy that um, I was going to say Emily Rose had, Annalise had, Mm. is directly correlated with another syndrome, which is called Geschwind syndrome, which is a behavioural phenomena, and it has five changes. So it's hypergraphia, so it's an intense need to write, create and draw, hyper-religiosity, so being super religious, atypical sexuality, which is generally reduced, so asexuality, it's circumstantiality, oh. which is actually a psychiatric term. So it's basically when somebody's telling a story, and it honestly, like you and I do this, mm-hmm. I don't definitely do this. It's when you start telling a story and then you'd be like, oh, but then this happened, blah, blah. Anyway, back to my story. Like you oh, go on a tangent, but you, you do end up coming back to it. Um, oh, have you noticed I do that? Have you noticed I, I do that? We both do that. Yeah, you do. You definitely do that. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad you noticed I do that. Yeah, um, and <laughs> also an intensified, intensified mental health, so being more mentally unwell, whatever that looks like. And around this age, Annalise's friends described her as becoming quite withdrawn and becoming very religious. So I just thought it was quite interesting because some of it is in keeping with epilepsy, actually. Yeah. But by age 18, she had a further seizure and it caused her to wake up in a translate state and she actually wet the bed at this point. She was seen by doctors again and treated with anticonvulsants. She was firstly treated with phenytoin as well as other combinations of medicines. Obviously, I'm being a geek about the medical part. That's to be expected. Um, mm-hmm. But this didn't help her seizures at all. Um, 
And at this point, she actually started to see devil faces in everyday life and everything she did. Then that month after she said that, she started another anti-convulsant slash anti-psychotic medication. And again, no improvement in her symptoms after this. A few years down the line, they've tried all these different medications. Annalise is 21 and she's enrolled into the University of Fursberg. Hmm. <coughs> her condition is worsening. She's had several medications at this point. Nothing seems to be helping her. Annalise herself is now convinced she's possessed by a demon. She sees the devil everywhere she goes. Wherever she walks, she can hear demons whispering directly into her ear, telling her that she's going to rot in hell and that she's eternally damned. These voices would never go away, even when she was deep in prayer to God. At this point, she was placed into a psychiatric hospital. And she was in a psychiatric hospital for some time and any treatment that she had, even if it was long term, was futile. It didn't There was no improvement in Annalise's stay. Mm. How terrifying must that be? You know, you're trying yeah. all of these things. Um, I mean, not to like to say that this didn't happen or whatever, but like it's a huge likelihood that this girl had like a, obviously a psychological episode, right? I'm sure you're going to get to that, but I just, just, just to calm it down so we don't get too scared too early. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, there's a logical reason for this. Totally. So at this point, Annalise herself, she was becoming really frustrated with medical staff because she had been treated for five years with all these tablets, didn't see any improvement. Mm-hmm. And at this point, the staff in the psychiatric hospital noticed that she was becoming really intolerant of religion. And religious objects such as like a crucifix or a Jesus statue, she was super intolerant around it, couldn't stand being around it. And then because of this, um, she went to visit a family friend who said to her to come to visit in a Christian pilgrimage. And it was in San Damiano in Italy. And at this point, it worsened so much that she was unable to walk past a crucifix and violently rejected drinking any water from a Christian holy spring. And this appears to be the kind of first time in her life that demonic possession started to be seriously considered as a cause. And here's a direct quote from the father that she went to the pilgrimage with. Annalise told me, and Throheim confirmed this, that she was unable to enter the shrine. She approached it with the greatest hesitation. She She said the soil burned like fire and she simply could not stand it. She then walked around the shrine in a wide arc and tried to approach it from the back. She looked at the people who were kneeling in the area surrounding the little garden, and it seemed to her that while praying, they were gnashing their teeth. She got as far as the edge of the little garden and had to turn back. Coming from the front again, she had to avert her glance from the picture of Christ in the chapel of the house. She made it several times to the garden, but couldn't get past it. She also noted that she could no longer look at medals or any pictures of saints. They had sparkled so immensely that she couldn't stand it. So at this point, everyone around Annalise, including her religious community and her parents, were very concerned. And they felt that exorcism was the next step they needed to get their daughter back. This was declined by several priests at the time, and they recommended that she should continue to seek care from psychiatry and medical care for what she's going through. In Catholicism, official approval for an exorcism is required and there's certain criteria to be met. This is infestatio in Latin. 
and someone must meet the very strict criteria um, for being under demonic control. Now, when I tell you I was trying to look into the specific criteria for exorcism in the Catholic Church, something stopped mm-hmm. me at my every move. The pages wouldn't load. It wouldn't work. I couldn't, there's no, like, it's not specific. It's not findable at all. And when I did try and find it, it just wouldn't work. Anyway, yeah. <clears throat> I found this Christian page on exorcism. Uh, and I won't go into super detail just because I bore people. Um, but there, I'll put it in the, the link in case anybody does want to read it. But there's different criteria for requiring a major exorcism. And certainly there is a an onus on that people should only ever be considered for exorcism if they are demonically afflicted. And as part of protocol, assessment should be done. And that includes mm-hmm. medical, psychological, psychiatric testing. And after that is all negative, they should then be referred to uh, an exorcist who's ordained in exorcism. Yeah, like I was listening to, I can't remember what podcast it was a couple of weeks ago, but um, they were talking about the how that, wing of the catholic church is more active today than it ever has been yeah believe it i would love to go into the vatican and see all the hidden files would you yeah i love all that shit although i also think it's questionable i definitely would go in highly (laughs) questionable but i want to go read all the secret exorcism notes me too, by the way. And also, I would quite like to meet the Pope. He seems quite sound, actually. I kind of met the previous Pope, Pope Benny, in a school trip. And we went to a, um, a blessing from him. The Pope, was that the Pope that was in the Hitler Youth? I think so. <laughs> yeah, because he literally waved, for, waved to me, literally specifically me, when he was driving through Brunsfield in his Pope bus. Yes, he was like, ah, and I was like, I was away, I smoked in, so I went out to get cigarettes and like something for the flat, and I stopped to wave to the Pope, but he was like, hi, yeah, I was like, ah, was he like, you got any dragon soup? (laughs) (laughs) Chuck over the dragon soup, in the empty, love how we're laughing because it's scary. I know, we're like, oh, anyway. So yes, that was it. Was the Hitler Youth Pope that I got lessons from? Anyway, I quickly read into like the difference between a major and minor exorcism. I did not know that there was a difference. So whilst are both exorcisms against the power of the devil, the right of major exorcism is employed only when there is a case of genuine demonic possession, namely when it is determined that the presence of evil is in the body of the possessed. And the devil is able to exercise dominion over that body. Minor, minor exorcisms are prayers used to break the influence of evil and sin in a person's life. Mm. So, probably something that we should do. 100%. So, yeah, there's a huge, huge thing to read about, but basically, it's not easy to understand and I think intentionally so I think it's intentionally quite hush hush mm-hmm. also you don't want to start reading that shit especially no. when it gets into details no. no 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 so at this point Annalise's symptoms worsened she began to rip the clothes off of her body she felt completely infested by evil she started growling she would reportedly be compelled to do 400 squats 
despite the fact that really she had no form of oral nutrition at all. Right. I'm not joking, but not to interrupt at this really scary bit, but like literally my PT tonight, it felt like she was telling me that. You're like, it's cheating. <laughs> she Sorry. Sorry. crawled mm. under tables. She started to bark like a dog. She began to eat spiders. She ate oh. the fire. But the head what? of a dead bird began to lick her own urine from the floor. So they're at their breaking point, and Annalise and her family finally found a priest who is willing to perform an exorcism. On the now incredibly emaciated, frail Annalise, and it was just three days after her 23rd birthday at this point, he is like, she needs an exorcism now. So he petitions to the local bishop, who's called Yusuf Stangle. He approves the request for exorcism. He ordered, however, as a condition that it must be carried out in complete secrecy. And in a letter to the father who took her to the pilgrimage, um, Michelle wrote a letter said, I am nothing. Everything about me is vanity. What should I do? I have to improve. You pray for me. But also was once told him, I want to suffer for other people, but this is so cruel. In his words, he said, she doesn't look like an epileptic. She spoke increasingly about a dying to atone for the wayward youth of today and the apostate preach, priest of the modern church. She requested that no further medical input would be given to her at this point, And she asked to rely solely on exorcism for the cure of her, of her illness. Is that the right way to word it? Her mm. ailment? Affliction. Yeah. In total, Annalise underwent 67 exorcisms. Her oh. first was on the 24th of September 1975, and she died on the 1st of July 1976. She was extremely malnourished in those 10 months and actually began to refuse food in the last month of her life. During these exorcisms, six demons named themselves. They actually were heard arguing with each other in different voices. Hitler's voice came through and said, people are stupid as pigs. They think it's all over after death. It goes on. Then Judas argued back, saying that Hitler was a big mouth and had no real say in hell. I actually love the fact, if that's true, that Hitler's being absolutely owned in hell. Um, mm. These demons identified themselves as Lucifer, Cain, Judas, Belial, Legion, Hitler and Nero, amongst others. Annalise died at home on the 1st of July 1976. She was 30 kilograms, 66 pounds, or four and a half stone at the time of her death. Holy fucking hell. She had broken knees and torn tendons from sitting in the prayer position on her knees for so long. So we'll call it a day there. But this is just such a tragic case that it's really hard to pinpoint what went wrong or where this could have gone so differently. Um, yeah. I, I mean, guess I guess to make things a little bit less spooky, coming from like a med medical standpoint, I mean, I think she's mentally unwell, mm -hmm. and it was treatment. I would say. Well, you must have some theories, like you know, well, well four hundred squats. You know, that's compulsive behavior, for sure. Um. And I, I've done a presentation at work on, and I think I sent you it, and it was on mental illness versus um, demonic possession. And yeah, a lot of, there's a lot of overlap with schizophrenia. And I, do I, what, what is, 
I guess the, the, the weird thing is that like she was treated for five years with no difference. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's hard to know. I, I guess for me, if she's grown up in a super Catholic household, then then the delusions and hallucinations she's going to have are probably going to be religious in nature. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like she's schizophrenic and uh, with a lot of other, kind of, like you said, the, the religious imagery that she's been, like, consumed with and stuff is, like, like, I just, when you were talking about, and I'm not to poo-poo this, you know, like, no disrespect to in, her family yeah, or whatever no. and stuff, but, like, it does sound like she just, she obviously grew to, like, some sort of mania and, and anxiety towards, like, anything affiliated with religious iconography or imagery or whatever so I mean I'm saying this as someone who is not at all qualified to make these type of speculations but but, but I also do think that like in the modern age of psychiatry that we're in right now like maybe with hindsight it's easy to say that and at the time it wasn't as widely spoken about yeah. or understood um that was she probably failed by the medical system yes I she would have so, been yeah. mentioned. Yes. She it's, definitely it's... should have. But do you know what, right? I was thinking about this at work. And, like, we're going to get deep, y'all. Is it more terrifying, right, that, like, if demons don't exist, and this is all mental illness, that all of what we consume is made up by us? Is that more terrifying? Yeah than anything that your own mind can make you think or not make you think but your own mind tells you that you've got six plus demons inside you yeah that's terrifying the brain's quite complex like i am <laughs> even like it's quite complex whatever that is um, that I... by a neurosurgeon babe yeah i was like listen everyone i'm about to conduct the surgery because the brain is quite complex (laughs) (laughs) it's quite complex um no i think yeah i do find that scary like you know i think because i i am actually believe it or not right as someone who's like quite obsessed with this type of shit and like i'm really into it and stuff i am more inclined to believe that any spooky shit that goes on or whatever i'm quite logical in how i like approach things and stuff and i think particularly with things like possessions i am much more likely to to go to to believe that side of things that it's actually some sort of schizophrenic episode that's manifested Mm -hmm. somehow through whatever Mm um so yeah me too i I do think most things majority of things 99.99999999% of things are explainable yeah um, and I think and also, this case is like very clear mental health deterioration that was totally missed. Yeah. And I mean, even um, like, for instance, right, you know how I, I couldn't sleep this morning and I woke up, went, looked on TikTok for a bit and then I went right back to sleep again after I looked on TikTok and I literally dreamt the most convoluted dreams to do with aliens coming to earth to tell us that we're fucking things up with the environment and like all these other things and it was all stuff that had even like little glimpses of information had swayed how my brain do you mean all the information that came into my head obviously like made this mental internal narrative like subconscious narrative Mm -hmm. and like I mean that's just from looking at a few snippets you know for a couple of seconds in a video or whatever 
I've created this whole world in my head. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I just think that's like maybe not comparison. Like it obviously. Like, no, but I know what you mean. Like you do, do not even like we probably do not even grasp like one percent of what our brain can do, and that's yeah. fucking terrifying. I know it's insane. We're just big, massive walking brains. But it's just so tragic that she died at thirty kilograms, age twenty-three. Like how the how the fuck did that happen? Oh. But anyway, anyway. Is. So all respect, but like obviously, you know, we're not we're not like disputing that for a lot of cultures and religions that exorcism is the best thing you can do for people. Like, I don't necessarily think there's any, I don't necessarily think that the priests knew she was going to die and just didn't help her. Like, I think they thought they were helping her for sure. Oh yeah, obviously. Yeah. I mean, but it's like, you know, I don't know people at desperate circumstances, if people can't see a way out of something, they'll, they'll try anything. I mean, you know, people say that like manifesting and doing the stuff that we do and stuff that we're interested in, the crystals and stuff doesn't work, but we believe it in enough that we believe it is making a difference. Totally. Totally. Especially from today. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I just thought it was quite interesting and I, and I tried to look at it from, I guess, as a bird's eye view as I could that these mm-hmm. were the things she was experiencing. Uh, but at the same time, Maybe there was a little bit of a medical overtone that I didn't necessarily mean that over. Oh, for sure. Anyway. But I don't know. I just think this is, this is so tragic. She was so young. She'd be alive today, more than likely. I know. And you'd be surprised at how many cases are literally like that as well. I bet there's a lot more that we just don't, just aren't as well documented. Mm-hmm. Like the whole, Enf- I, know, I know I bring this up every episode, but the Enfield Quartergeist's like that check there was something going on there as well something psychological 100 well, percent, and she admitted to faking it but yeah you know send us your thoughts you know we're, i'm always open to hearing what you guys thought do you guys think it was possession do you think it was mental illness do you think it was both did you think that having a mental illness made her more susceptible mm-hmm. who knows what do you think lauren I'll be honest, I think that, um, well, I think it was a psychotic episode or something like that, like, and just built up over years or whatever. Like, I just, like I said, I'm much, when it comes to things like that, I'm much more on the other side. But then again, I don't know, the world's fucked. You're not not wrong there, hun. Yeah, man. I mean, look at the demon that's in Westminster right now, or like, as a number 10. Hiding in plain sight, eh? Well, I, mm-hmm. I I would agree with you. I I do think it was a treatment resistant schizophrenia she had. If I'm gonna I'm gonna get the manual out, I do think that's what she had. Thank you guys for listening. Follow us on Instagram at Is This Place Only Podcast. Follow me on TikTok. Some TikTok famous, something like Olivia. Well done. And um, yeah, I hope you're having a spooky month so far. Thanks, guys. sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.